uh, worst sex you've ever had. You don't have to say the person, but if there's anything that made you think, oh my God, what the fuck is going on right now? Okay, okay. When I was in college, I remember I slept with this guy who the noises he made, it's like he was checking things off on a, on a list, like he was going shopping. He just kept doing this over and over again. He'd go, uh-huh, 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 mm-hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> I was just, I, first of all, I was laughing. I was laughing. I kept laughing. And then he'd be like, what, what? I'd be like, nothing, nothing. Like, it's me because I'm like 19. <laughs> Sorry. That is fucking hilarious. Stop soon. It's just this one move we're doing. He's doing this. And then, you know, I'd switch things up. No, it always came back to the checklist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Now, that clip you had just heard was from last week's episode of the podcast with the hilarious comedian, Ellie Drapos. Definitely check out last week's episode. I had a little time this week, so I decided, you know what? I'll take a clip from a previous episode, throw it up at the beginning. That way, if you're not caught up, you're like, oh, shit. He, he had a guest last week. I got to go back and check that out. I'm going to pause today's episode, go back in time, and listen to last week's. Yeah, it was fun. I had a guest for the first time in a long time. For those of you who are just checking out the podcast for the very first time, it started off with me having guests. That's why I call this the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, also known as kill gallons pub because that was the original title is kill gallons pub i would drink with people we had a good time a global pandemic happened i shifted from doing a live studio thing to doing it through Streamyard, zoom for a little bit but i didn't love zoom so anyway um my friend maybe one day i'll be back in a studio a close friend of the podcast is actually working on building one and it would be free of charge to this guy. So that helps. And, and then it'll be easier to have guests and whatnot. Um, Cause you know, what was cool about it before is I'd have comedians on the way to gigs or on the way home from gigs. And they'd be like, yeah, I'll pop in the studio, have a couple beers with my boy, Joe, and we'll have some fun. We'll shoot the shit. Cause the idea was to recreate the kind conver- the kind of conversations you have in the bar or pub with your friends. That was the whole point of this podcast. So I stopped doing guests for a while. And I'll be honest, I love rock and solo. I like the freedom of being like, all right, I'm going to pop on whenever I want to and record an episode. It was fun. And I like going on my tangents and rants. And I feel like a lot, I got a lot of uh, praise for it. A lot of people were sending me nice compliments. I got some good messages. But every now and then I got messages saying, hey, we kind of missed the guests. Could you at least bring in some guests while you, you know, like mix it up a little bit, Joe? Keep us on our toes. And that's what I did last week by bringing in Allie. I hope you guys follow her on social media. She's great. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. She's wonderful. She's a really funny comedian, so definitely support her. And next week, I'll have a guest again. So I think I'll probably alternate for a little bit. I was thinking about doing two in a row, but it was Mother's Day this past weekend. Had some stuff going on, and trying to lock in a time made it difficult because uh, things I should have gotten done over the weekend got pushed to the week. You know how it, it happens in life. Right, I saw Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I won't do any spoilers. I'll say this: go into it with an open mind. The only tip I'll say, because the the bad reviews I'm seeing, I'm seeing mostly good reviews, but there's some bad reviews out there, are from people who don't understand the title was Multiverse of Madness. Because I see some people like, oh, it's weird. It wasn't like a typical Marvel movie. I'm like, yeah, it's it's different. They're starting to 
do their own thing a little bit. Right. Um, I thought it was a really, really cool movie. I dug it. It was fast paced. You're paying it. You're locked in. It didn't feel like it dragged at any time really. Um, so yeah, the acting was good. I, I loved it. I thought it was cool. That was a cool flick. I, I want to see it again. And yeah, I'm a big Marvel fan. So if you're not a Marvel fan, but you're someone who sees their movies, you're like, yeah, I'll check them out. Yeah, I like going to the, the movies and all that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you won't like it, but I don't think you, I don't actually I take that back. I think it's great. If you, if you don't like it, then I don't like you. What do you think of that shit? Huh? What do you think of that? Does that, does that hurt you knowing that I no longer want to be friends with you and you can't come to my birthday if you don't like the movies I like? No, I'm not that person. That's insane. Although I did get into it. There's, there's always a few movies that people have. <laughs> I saw the movie with Rudy Ascott, who's a very funny comedian, and uh, Adam Burke, who's been on the podcast several times, very funny comedian, and my lovely wife, Nicole. Speaking of which, I said it was Mother's Day weekend. I'm going to say it in the podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, especially my Nicole, the mother of my children, and especially um, my mother and my stepmother. I'm very lucky to have two great mother figures in my life. And to all, the, uh, yeah, to all of you out there, it's great. And if you don't have uh, a relationship with your mom and all that kind of stuff, then yeah, that's a bummer for you. You know, I only mention that because usually you see something on social media where they remind you, hey, not everyone has a great relationship with their mother. So maybe tone it down on how amazing yours is. And I think, no, no, this is just not the day for you on social media. You know what I mean? Like today, it was the, today's the first day of a streak of 80 degree days in Chicago. It's going to be like 80 and sunny every day this week. And for my listeners around the country, which I saw the numbers recently, it's more than half of you don't live in Chicago or the Midwest, which is great. Chicago had one day of sunshine in the last 47 days. Yeah. My guy, TJ in El Paso, Texas. I bet you had a lot of sunshine, huh? Chad down in uh, Arizona. Sure. You had tons of sunshine. I'm just trying to name some listeners I know who live in the South or in, or in the West, actually, Southwest. They get sun all the time. I miss that. I used to live in Los Angeles. But we had one day of sun in the last 47. It was cloudy and gray and just it gets depressing and it gets miserable and it just makes life hard. And because of that, though, you do appreciate the nice weather days. I bring that up because when it's 80 and sunny like it is today and I've got friends posting pictures of them shirtless on the beach, I don't think, hey, some of us have really fair skin and get sunburned and had some health scares just recently regarding our skin. So maybe don't post your amazing beach picture, huh? Like, no, I would be a dick slash douche for being that person. So like I said, if you don't have a relationship with a parent on Mother's or Father's Day, that sucks. Father's Day is going to be really hard for me this year. I had a great relationship with my dad. He's passed away in January late January. So like, yeah, I might not want to be on father's day. Cause I'm going to, but then I'll probably go on to celebrate my dad. I don't know how it's going to be. The greater point is if you don't have a relationship with your mom, my heart goes out to you. You know, people have tough relationships, but don't then go on social media and tell everyone else they need to adjust to you. Just accept the fact that be like, Hey, you know, everyone's lives are different. Being seeing this is hard for me though. So knowing that I'm going to adjust my schedule and, and just stay away from that for a day or so. And then, then I'll be fine again. Right. Yeah. It might be easier said than done for some people out there, but that's the mature thing to do as opposed to trying to get 
the a huge majority of people to change for you, right? What's more psychotic? You taking a day off because you might it might give it a bad reaction for you, right? Or you expecting everyone else to fucking cater to you. Just something to think about. Something to think about out there in society. I had a conversation last night with a writer from the New York Times. I'll let you guys know if that ends up in print, but it was a related to what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock. And then I'm not sure, most of you probably heard by now, Dave Chappelle was doing a show at the Hollywood Bowl, which I still have two blocks from. And a crazy person jumped on stage and tried to like tackle Dave down. And, and Dave's gotten to be a bigger guy now. He used to be, you know, 108 pounds soaking wet. Now he's about 220, it looks like. He looks pretty ripped. And he's got a loyal as hell posse. Uh, you know, just he, he runs with a crew. He's got a lot of the same comedians. I know a few of them that are always on his shows. And I think Dave's very loyal to them and they're loyal to Dave. So when this guy went for the spear and missed it, he, <laughs> he got stomped. He got stomped, but good. Look up the pictures. Just if you type in on Google images, Dave Chappelle fight, you're going to see this dude's arm is bent the wrong way. His head is just ballooned up. And you know, that that's what happens. You got you got a beat down. They didn't kill you. That would have been horrible. I would have been like, Jesus, that's an overkill. Got, the guy misses a tackle. Sure, he's your friend, but let, settle down. Cooler heads. No one pulled you off him, you know? Because that's the thing, too, that drives me nuts whenever I see fights on the internet nowadays. There's always a moment in the fight where I'm like, okay, he's had enough. And they keep hitting him. And I'm like, what? there's six people filming this. You're, you're, you're real close to filming an, an execution. Because there's sometimes there's the start of the fight where a guy's getting his ass kicked. I'm like, eh, that's what you get for being a Nazi piece of shit. Or that's what you get for, you know, grabbing some tit when you weren't supposed to. That's what you get. You know, I think that. But then it gets to the point where I'm like, it's enough. Murder isn't the punishment for whatever they just did. Um, unless they raped or murdered someone. But then, you know, I'm still a little bit. Do I want to kill all rapists? Yeah, I probably do. I would. If it was if someone's trying to rape a friend of mine or a loved one in front of me, I'd probably try to kill them. I just get kind of dark. Trying to be a it's trying to be like a fun comedy podcast. I just got dark with it. But anyway, so I was interviewed um by a really good dude in the New York Times. So hopefully that'll be if that's if, if I make the cut, I'm sure he's interviewed a lot of people and a lot of names bigger than me. We had a nice conversation. And I'll just I'll just say that for now. And then if it comes out, then we'll have something fun to talk about. So yeah, so that's uh Doctor Strange. I highly recommend, loved it. Mother's Day was a fun weekend. What else did I do over the weekend? Uh, I watched the fights. There were some really good fights. I didn't see the Canelo fight. He lost, but I got to give him credit for going up a weight class. I feel like a guy like that. I don't follow boxing. You know, I watched Tyson Fury fights. That guy's a big personality. If you don't know who Tyson Fury is, just watch some YouTube videos of him. It's this big, um, you ever see the movie Snatch, everybody with Brad Pitt? You know, he plays like an Irish gypsy. That's what he is. You know, some people say you're not supposed to say gypsy, but he, he calls himself that. So I think it's okay. And uh, just a guy with a great story. He was uh, a guy who struggled with mental health problems, was suicidal, and then got help and fought back from that and got himself back in shape and back on um, a great career path. Because he was on a great career path before he got all, um, I don't want to say messed up in the head, because that almost, you know, belittles what the struggles of mental health are. But before he got sick. That's really what people should say before he got sick. And um, and so it's just a great story. He's got a real positive attitude, and he's he seems like he's really good to people. And 
in his fights that he's won, he always is very gracious in victory. He goes up to the other fighter and shows them respect and everything like that. So, yeah, and he's an amazing boxer. He's 6'9", 280, but he moves and ducks, and it's, he's hard to touch. You know, imagine if Floyd, Wade, Floyd Mayweather, who's a guy known for his defensive boxing skills, was a giant. That's that's what it's like. But Canelo, um, he took the challenge. He was he was a champion at smaller weight classes and went up weight class. I respect that. I respect that. You know, if you, you got to keep yourself, you only get one go round. Keep challenging yourself. Don't don't get too comfortable. Uh, yeah, I just like the cha- I just like athletes who challenge like that. You're such a professional athletes. You're in such a special spot. You could do things that everyone dreams they could do. So don't waste that. Is how I view that. Um, it's how I view a lot of these guys, especially in combat fighting, which is always such a crazy thing. I also respect the ones who make a crap load of money and get the hell out of there with their brain still intact. That I respect a lot too, because that's a vicious sport. Tony Ferguson got kicked in the head, and the pitcher is brutal. I watched the fight. Tony Ferguson looked good in the first round. This is MMA I'm talking about now, UFC 274. Tony Ferguson versus uh, Chandler, and wow. What a kick to the head. The pitcher, people are probably going to frame it and hang it in their dorms. It seems like a real college kid move. That's the one thing I regret about not going away to college. I, I don't, I had a great experience staying at home and I went out probably as much as the people who were away at college and I had freedoms too. But um, the dorm looked like a fun thing to decorate, huh? You know, <laughs> I would have been way more original than most of my friends. Most of my friends had the same old, here's Jim Belushi from Animal House. You know, here's a woman I could never hook up with. Here's, you know, a flag. Like, you know, I, I would have gone in a different route than them. Framing the picture of a man getting another man's foot, like, lodged into their face practically. It's crazy because the kick at the right moment of the picture, the guy's foot and the dude's chin almost look at it like they're as one. That's how clean a kick it was to the guy's mouth. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, it was, it was, it was a fun weekend, you know, got to, got to see some people, got to hang around. Um, I ha- it was an easy work. I didn't really work. My wife just, uh, got a promotion. So congrats to her and her schedules changed and I had one show all week. So it was a real light week for me, but that was kind of by design in a sense, because I was able to, we're both new schedule, Justin has some new schedules. So that was a lot of fun. And I had. Uh, a couple doctor's appointments that I talked about on last week's podcast. I feel like I should give you an update, right? We did talk about it. So I had my first ever skin cancer screening, which I never gotten before. And they do a full body thing. And that's one of the things I was talking about with Allie last week on the podcast. She was talking about, yeah, you get, you're naked and all that. And I wasn't naked though. I mean, they put me in the gown thing and her and I were talking about how, why is the gown tie in the back? Wouldn't it be easier to have a tie in the front like a robe? So and we're laughing, thinking, and she's like, well, you know, those pervert doctors, they want to see that ass, you know? So we we're having some fun with it. And then when I was there, I realized why they do that. It's so you can take a shit. That's why all the gowns tie in the back. Think about it. If you're in a hospital and you got a dump, it makes sense to open it in the back a little easier than to have it open as a robe. Although if you got to pee, the front action's a lot better. They should just make it like real wide, like a kilt. That way you can just flip the whole thing up, you know, like a nightgown, like a big fat nightgown. That's like wider at the base, like wedding dresses. You know, wedding dresses are kind of tight from the waist to the, to the bust. I think they call it the bust, the bust line. And, um, and then it gets like kind of 
poofy and outwards. They have like those umbrella style dresses that you'd see them wear, like the the shitty stepsisters in uh, Cinderella. You know, so you've seen Cinderella, of course. Her sisters, who just suck so much ass, they were wearing like those kind of dresses. Where I don't know what the point of those dresses were. They, you know, to make the woman look like uh, I don't even know what that looks like. Like she just has the worst lower body of all time. Like just real frumpy. Maybe it hides frumpiness. In that case, I understand why it was invented then. Sometimes I want to hide my frumpiness. I understand. So the gown, yeah, I put the gown on and the, the nurse uh, checks me in. You know, she's asking me questions. And her first question was like, have you ever had any bad sunburns? And I responded with, you, you want to look at me when you ask me that question? Because <laughs> she was typing. And the computer, any, any bad sunburns? You know, because she's putting the answers in. So we laughed. You know, I wasn't, it sounds like I was being a dick. But no, we, I was just like, you want to look at me? And she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're pasty. And then, um, you know, series of other questions, you know, standard stuff, I think. And then she said, put the gown on, you can leave your underwear on, though. I'm like, okay. Uh, she did, she would like lower the underwear a little bit to get like the top of the butt, but she didn't see my junk, which is fine. She, they, they I, th people told me they look, they did. So that's why in last week's episode, I was like, do I trim the areas to make the visual easier on the dock? Because I'm trying to help. And then, they didn't even look there. But guess what, guys? Guess what? I fucking trimmed. I took the time to trim. So I was hoping she would look, <laughs> you know, because you put in the effort. Like when you get a haircut, you want someone to say nice haircut. I mean, I guess it would have been weird if she was like, all right, everything looks good down there. Appreciate the trim. She gives me a pound. I'm like, see, huh, I bet I would have said to her, I bet, I bet most your patients come in just a big, messy jungle of a bush down there, right? And she's like, you wouldn't believe fucking horrific that's why i tell them to keep their goddamn underwear on i think if they have something down there that they're concerned about they would let me know and go hey what do you think of this and then i'd be like all right let's see it and then it's just like wow jesus christ do i need to get several combs do i need to get some scrunchies to tie some shit back so i can get a better look at this sir huh you know so but i'm not not me i'm considerate that's my problem i feel like i've always been too considerate <laughs> Uh, I do feel like people don't think the way I think. Uh, I mean, I've known that for a long time. and Most of my life, I've sensed that. But when it comes to consideration, the number of times, you know how many times I've missed a turn? And then I go, it's okay, I'll go turn the next spot. And most people are like, no, I'm going to turn here and hold up traffic. I don't do that because I think about the next person. I don't know. I think it's just my, my dad was incredibly considerate. So I think he just got that in my head to think about the next person. So who's going, you know, you, you got to. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'll fuck up. Sometimes I forget to put the seat back for my wife after I take her car. I got to be better at that. But you got to, you just, you know, I mean, we all want to do what's easy for us at the time. And for the most part, I, I get it. I agree. But if you ever find yourself in a situation where you could help out anybody, that's something I feel like should be on. They should be selling that at Bed Bath & Beyond. Signs that you could put in your house right by your door when you're about to leave for the day that says, how could I help someone today? Right there. Little things. When I'm driving, if I've got, obviously, if you're in a rush and you're running late, all bets are off. It's, it's a fucking war zone out there. Okay. If I'm running late and I got to be somewhere at a certain time, I'm not, I'm not in car charity. I'm not letting you in my lane. You could fuck right off with that, with that thought. But if I gave myself plenty of time and I'm making good time, all the time I let people in. Cause I, especially when I look up and I see a red light, I'm like, oh, block away. It's red. What, what am I in a hurry to get to the red light? No, come on in, man. It's a party. I'm letting everyone in the pool. That's that's me. 
That's me though. I mean, you got to accept that not everyone's like that. So at the doctor, I did, she's like anything concerned. I go, well, there's this one spot right here. And then what's this about? What are these, you know? And for the most part, she had answers right away for everything. And then she was just like, I'll just do the full body thing. And then we'll talk after I'm like, all right, great. You know, she's kind of looking around all this stuff and, you know, just pick up the arm and then kind of like feel she's feeling too. Right. Cause you got to feel any weird bumps and stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I'm just being quiet looking off in the distance. Cause it's just, you know, it's awkward to be chit chatting, I suppose. And then she's done. Uh, she goes, okay, you got, uh, what was it? The first thing on my forehead. Cause I had this thing on my forehead that I thought was like a blemish. Um, you know, like it was just like a little red mark or so that I well, at one point thought like, Oh, it must be like a little blemish. And, you know, I just have to wash my forehead right at that spot a little bit better. It'll go away. And it didn't. It was there for a while. Not enough where any of my friends were always like, I think one friend was like, we got a little scratch there one time. The rest of the time, nobody ever really noticed or said anything. And I have the type of friends who would say something if they were like, what's, what's that, a zit, you know? And she said it was like a precancerous thing that potentially could turn into cancer in like 10 years time. So why chance it? Let's freeze. Let's freeze that sucker off. So this like freeze gun thing that she puts right on the forehead and it feels like a little needles like jabbing you. It's cold. It's real cold. Um, so that part like it feels, uh, you know, and then she said the one thing I pointed out, she's like, OK, there's some stuff, irregularity there or whatever. And you got on the back of your calf. So what I'd like to do is a biopsy on those two things. A biopsy is what they do to check for cancer. So you hear that you're a little bit like, ah, shit, but you got to understand for the most part with skin biopsies, I think something like only 30% of them come back as cancer. It's like not, it's so most of them are fine. Um, thankfully I won't build suspense. I'm good. I'm good. They came back fine, but they're sore. They're sore for a few days because the biopsy, what they do is they basically take out a chunk of your skin and send it off to a lab to get examined to see what the hell it is, you know, to see if it's cancer or something else. And what they did, thankfully, because it would suck if they didn't do that, they give like a local anesthesia so you can't feel anything. And that that stuff worked. But I'm so in my head. I've told you guys before on the podcast, I'm the type of dude who passes out easily. So I'm so in my head when they're doing what they're doing. I'm just kind of like looking at my phone. I'm making sounds. I told them, I'm like, ignore me. I'm doing this so I don't think about what you're doing to me. You know, it's just the idea. I think about it now. I get a little Ugh. like you're cutting off. You're cutting off a chunk of me, two chunks of me on the back of my leg. And it's not like a huge chunk, but you're cutting off some skin. Think about that. If someone said, you hey, can I cut off some skin. You'd be like, get the fuck away from me. But they're doing it in a medical sense. You go, all right, all right. And uh, and that anesthesia works because I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel a damn thing. But, you know, I have to, I have the wound care stuff I have to deal, deal with for a couple weeks now. Um, and thankfully they're both, the one was looking a little weird. So I, I sent the dermatologist a picture, but a few hours ago being like, am I good here? This, this isn't looking right. She said, no, no, that's fine. It's looking right. So you're okay. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. We're good then. And the other test I told you guys about, uh, as I was talking to Allie, so I had right testicular pain. God, that word testicular sucks. I'd write nut pain. Let's just say that. And it was, it was not familiar because I've gotten hit there before. The difference with this one is like, I had, it's like a seeping pain in my abdomen for a little bit, like around it. So I was like, fuck, is something bad going on in there? Um, but it wasn't like pain. I had walking around. It was just sporadic. So again, I traced it back to where I'm like, you know, I was playing with my sons and I think the one dude kicked me and I was like wrestling around with them. And I remember being like, stop, stop, stop. Daddy's hurt. You know, 
Um, another time my dog pawed at me and I was like, oh my God, thank God we just got your nails cut. Cause like that, that could have been a really fucked up situation. Uh, so I was trying to think, when did that happen? You know, I went to the doctor, she examined all that kind of stuff. Didn't feel any lumps. Thank God. But she was like, just to be on the safe side, let's do an ultrasound, a scrotal scrotum ultrasound. And right away I was like, oh, geez, that doesn't sound fun. And, um, I went in for that the same day as the skin cancer screening full body thing. So that's why I was doing a lot of trimming, you know, cause I'm thinking whoever's seen me naked, I want to be at my best, but, um, thankfully that of all, oh, it's all good there. It's all good. Nothing, nothing structurally. And the, quite frankly, the pain had gone away. So I was even thinking about canceling this. I'm like, I'm fine. There's no pain, but to be on the safe side, I went through with it. It's weird. They put a warm gel on you, you know, and, and it's just kind of like a wand thing going around. And you don't know what to do. There's no conversations to be had either. I'm literally staring off in the distance as my, as my sack is just free to the world to see. You know, it's, it's not, not like there's a gallery, but you know what I mean? You're just, you feel vulnerable. You're, just, they're, they're, you're nuts are just out there, you know? And what a weird organ that is, the testicles. Comedian friend of mine, Maddie Ryan's got a great joke about like when they were designing the balls. And it's like, oh, those sound important. They should be like up inside the body, very protected. And it's like, nah, fuck that. Let's put them outside the body in like a skin sack. Oh, but like tough skin, like like the skin around your bicep, like strong skin like that. No, let's make it eyelid thin skin. It's like, well, why would you do that? Why not? Okay, well, would they do they get hurt easily? Oh, they're delicate as fuck. Like he just has this whole give and take between like God and whoever God's assistant is when it was coming to making mutt, making, I was gonna say mutts, making nuts. So yeah, it's it, they're they're weird. Balls are weird. They measured them. In the in the report I got back, my balls were measured. I'll just tell you this: slightly bigger than average. I I honestly didn't think so. I always thought I had probably average size nuts. You know, um, not to get too personal, but I remember thinking like my balls are probably average. I don't really compare them to other people's balls because who cares about balls? But there you go, Joe Kilgallen fun fact. You think Joe Rogan is telling his listeners how big his nuts are? Doubt it. Very much doubt it. You know, do you think uh, anyone on other popular podcasts are telling you? I'm trying to think of the other big comedian podcasts out there. You know, you think Bill Burr, Billy Rednuts is talking about his ball size? Who knows? I, he, I, he's done a lot of episodes. He may have. Um, who else is a big podcast out there? Uh, you think the, the dudes on um, the, what's that podcast that's popular? Uh, shit. I forget the name of it. Uh, last podcast on the left, one of those political ones. I'm trying to think. Uh, Chapo Trap House. Do you think they are? You think my friends? You think Gareth Reynolds on the dollop? I'll I'll text Gareth right now. Hey Gareth, have you ever talked about your nut size on the podcast? If you haven't, I, I think you don't care about your listeners. If if they truly cared about their listeners, they would let them know. So I'm letting you know. If you guys sign up for the Patreon, I'll give you the exact measurements because I got them. I got the exact measurements. There's something by something by something. That's all I'm going to say. You got to need your money. You got to pay for that info. Would it be insane? Um, got a real eye situation going on right here, guys. We're watered up. So um, wouldn't it be insane if there was like an OnlyFans where you just you just give your ball measurements? <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be weird, though. Who would pay for that? <laughs> what kind of weird kink is that out there? You know, we talked about foot fetishes in the past on this, but I don't know anyone who's ever cared about ball size. You know, that'd be strange if there was like a, a, a someone out there who was like hooked up with this man, wonderful penis, 
balls were pitiful though. I mean, tiny. I could, I looked right, once one glance. I'm like, those are below average nuts. Didn't even need an ultrasound to measure them. I just knew like that'd be, it'd be something, wouldn't it? All right. Enough about that guys. You know what else I'm talking about television or movies. Um, there's a great new show. It's not even new. It wrapped the first season. It did one season so far, but it came out. I want to say January started this year. I think it came out. It's called Reacher. And if you recall, there was, I believe two movies called Jack Reacher starring Tom Cruise. Now Tom Cruise is a five foot seven inch man. And in the book, the character is like six, five and like an absolute mountain of a dude. And they got the right actor for the TV series. This dude who's I've seen some other stuff. He was in that TV show, Blue Mountain State, where he played a football player. That guy, the guy's jacked. He's huge. He's like probably like 6'5, 260. And good actor, too. He plays the part perfect. It's a great show. I'm six episodes into the first season, only has eight. I'm pumped up. When I get off the podcast, I'm going to go watch that right now. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to wrap with you guys about. Um, I don't know why I said wrap with you guys about. That's not how I speak typically. It's, uh, it's just something I think I was watching a show earlier where the guy said, uh, come on, let's rap about it. And I remember being like, who the fuck talks like that? It was like a weird show too. Or it was like something, it was like an early nineties show. What the fuck show was I watching with that? I don't know, but Reacher is worth checking out. Uh, I'm trying to think of, is there any other shows or movies or something that I could recommend to you all? Because I like throwing recommendations your way. No, I don't think so. I think that's about it for the podcast. I did have another subject I wanted to get into, but I think it's more fun to get into with a guest. I was, um, I'll tease it. No, nah, I won't tease it. I'll, I'll save it for a guest because it, it's it's not going anywhere. There's a story. All right, I'll tease it. I'll tease it. This is what I want to talk about in the next one. There's a story, a runaway guard. She sadly dies after shooting herself as cops close in on her and her inmate lover. So female guard. Falls in love with male prisoner. Her name was Vicky White, 56. And get this, the dude's name, Casey White. No relation. That'd be weird, though, if they later found out. Uh, even though there's no relation, I still would find it very hard. If, say, I'm a single man and I met someone and she was smoking hot. Say my name isn't my name because it's not a common name. But say I had a common name like O'Brien or, or, or whatever, you know, I don't know, Jones. And I meet someone and they have the same last name as me. I'd be like... I have to look at her and be like, you know, I've had a great time talking with you. There's definitely some chemistry, but now that I know your last name and isn't it weird for you that we with the same last name, like this isn't going to happen. Right. Isn't it a little weird. Immediately. People are going to be like, same last name. You guys sure you're not related. Like we're going to get, we're going to get enough of that where it's like, let's not even why get too deep into this. You know, that's, that's, and I think she'd be like, you're right. Why, why waste our time? So she breaks this dude out. I, I'm, again, the, the rest of the details I want to share for an episode next week. You guys could look up the story yourself because um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, I, I want to save it for a guest. So, yeah, look at me. I'm, I'm opening the podcast with a little highlight from the previous one. And I'm ending the podcast by teasing uh, the next episode. Am, am I becoming a pro? I think I might be becoming a pro. Look at this. All right, you guys are the best. Uh, check out JoeKilgallon.com, actually. I just updated that with a lot of shows, some shows in Chicago and some shows, uh, you know, I think I updated it through like September. So a lot of mostly Midwest, but uh, there's some road dates on there. So feel free to check them out. It'd be great to meet any one of you at a show. So let me know. You Patreon subscribers, I'll do my best to try to get you in for free. You guys are amazing. As always, thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers. <laughs>